0: short-term mission trip. That's unusual. I'm a homebody. So that's the nations that God has called us to, the nations. And God's called, listen, God has called the nations here. He has called the nations into our church. I believe that. And He's going to bring the nations, people from other nations, into our church. He's going to do it. They'll come, and some may stay, they'll come and go, whatever needs to be. But that's the kingdom of God. Affecting people's life eternally. God wants that to happen when you get to heaven. Oh, remember, remember when you came to Scotland? Had a rough time there, but my life was affected eternally because of you, because the things you did and said, they really did affect my life. And God's pleased with that. A lot more he's pleased than old church, just doing old church stuff. And then, Mooresville Christian Academy. You know, that thing, no church should ever have a school. If you was wise, you wouldn't do it because it creates such liability for the church. Parents get mad at you. Well, we're going to go up on a tuition. Well, we can't afford it. Why are you doing that? You know, And they're getting mad if you discipline that your kid's wrong. I mean, you just open yourself up to get your brains beat out. I'm serious. That is not a church thing. It's not a church thing. It's a God thing. It's a kingdom thing to nurture, to educate, and to equip children, young people in a Christian environment where they can it's not for every child but it is something that God wants to do it's a kingdom thing Christ School of Ministry is a kingdom thing it's a more focused um, more disciplined approach to helping people be equipped it costs you money to do it it you time and effort to do it. But it's a kingdom thing. Man, and I don't... I, I nor Jim, who are teaching and doing the teaching, have no need to do any extra teaching like that. Because if you're going to be more disciplined, more focused, it means you've got to be more detailed in your preparation. It's a kingdom thing. Something that God's doing for His kingdom some of these kids will go out, and people who are doing it in, in pastor churches, go out and be on mission fields, go out and do things. Some of them won't. go, just stay at home and do what they've always done, but they'll, they'll have something eternally put in them to effect. And see, that's the kind of things that God's interested in is kingdom endeavors. And God is pleased with those things. I'm just going to tell you, is even though when you feel like they're beating you to death, He still wants them done. But then there's the other, what I call, quote, normal church stuff. Okay, normal, every, the things that every church should be doing. I mean, we got Bible studies, alpha courses, home groups, 20-somethings. Over, now I was reading about this over 30-something thing. Over, over, 30 and over 30 and single something. So if you're over 30 and single something, there's something for you. Those are things that are positive and good and should be done. They really should be, you know, experiencing God thing that we've done. We're gonna do. We're gonna do again. Those are really wonderful things that need to be happening in a church, and we've got gobs of those things. You know, girls' Bible studies. You know, just lots of those things are going on in our church, and I'm gonna tell you, the Lord's pleased with those things. But the Lord likes them, and you absolutely have no excuse you have no excuse not to be able to plug into this church. No excuse. You know, 24-7 youth ministry. There are things that this church is providing that this church should provide and must provide, and there's opportunity for you to plug in. One of the most disappointing things that I see in this church that really just confounds me is that people come in, well, we belong to this church. Why was that six months later? it are gone. What happened to them? Lord, what happened to them? You know, it's not. It's not the church's fault, and I, I'm telling you this because I believe the Lord told me this. It's not the church's fault. It's not the church's fault because we're doing those things, and God is happy with that. God's pleased with that. We might not be doing them perfect, but we're not doing them to have programs. We're not doing them to just because you're supposed to be do them because that's what God wants us to do. And those are not what I would consider your normal, quote, kingdom activity. But what they do is they equip people, they prepare people so they can have a better relationship with the Lord, they can draw closer to the Lord, and they can affect people around them. You know, do precept Bible study. Know the Bible. Know how to study the Bible, you know, better. You know, anybody here even know how to study the Bible better? I mean, do you? Would you like to be able to study the Bible better and, and figure out what the Bible's saying without somebody having to tell you? Would you really like to do that? Well, this church provides an opportunity for you to be able to do that. So why aren't you doing that? If you really would like to, you have no reason not to. There's no excuse. You see, here, the hands are washed. Okay? The hands are washed. We've done this. we provided this. It's, it's in your lap now. You know that? You understand what I'm saying to you? Something has to come out of us as people. But if all we were doing was doing that stuff to have a church, that is disgusting to me. That's the kind of stuff that frustrates me. That's what's boring to me. Am I doing this just to have a church? If that's it, let's quit. Let's just quit because I don't want to do that. I would rather go and have a profession that make you make a lot more money. You know? Instead of just having a church. But that ain't what we're doing here. We're not trying to just have a church. This thing's for echoing. Are y'all with me? You run out of patience yet? Because I do have to leave. I got to go take care of my daughter. But I want to say this to you. And the reason I think a local church is important because the God's kingdom is important. God is important. God's important. And God's, in His plan, has decided to use local churches, okay, to be agents for His kingdom. That's what He's tried to do, what He wanted to do. So, what I felt like the Lord was saying to me is it is real important that you have a healthy church. It's real important that you make this church healthy, that you work to see this church become a healthy, thriving church. And the Lord told me this there's no reason for this church to, to diminish, there's no reason for it to. It's not His heart to diminish the church. His heart is to prosper this church and bless this church. Okay? That's what God's will is. That's what God's desire is. Not for the sake of this church, but for God's sake, for God's testimony in the earth, for God's witness in the earth. That's what God wants to be. That's why the church is really important. Okay? That's why the church is really important. And what you've got to do is you got to get a fresh vision for what God's called you to do in your life. You've got to get a fresh vision for that. And the only way you can get a fresh vision for God's calling, you've got to have a fresh vision of the Lord Himself. That's how you get a fresh vision for your calling. That's how you get a fresh vision for the church. You can read that in the Bible. When Jesus said this, who, He asked His disciples, Who do men say that I am? Remember that Scripture in Matthew? Who do men say that I am? Who do you say the Lord is this morning? Ask yourself that question. Uh, anybody in the room, let me find somebody and ask you. Uh, Matt, who do you say the Lord is this morning? You don't know? He's your God? He really is. Okay. So who do you say the Lord He's my God. That's a good, good. These people listed out, oh, he's like the prophet, this guy, Elijah, Jeremiah. And then, but who do you say that I am? Jesus asked that question, Who did you say? And Jesus said, You're the Lord. You're the Christ. That's who you are. And the Lord said to Peter, Blessed are you, Peter, because nobody told you that. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my Father in heaven revealed that to you. My Father in heaven revealed that to you. And I say to you, Peter, on this rock, you will build my church. Peter had a revelation of the Lord that God revealed to him. And guess what God revealed to Peter? He revealed to Peter, Peter's purpose in life. Peter's purpose in life. Suddenly Peter had a purpose. He had a destiny in his life that God gave him because Peter saw the Lord. God revealed who Jesus was to Peter. Suddenly Peter had a fresh vision of his life. Had a vision of his life. Had a vision for church. Who in the heck needs a vision for church without Jesus. Why would you even come to church if you really don't believe in the Lord? A lot of people do that. I'm thinking, these guys, gosh, what is their problem? They have a boring life. I'm going to go to church every Sunday, but I don't really have a relationship with the Lord. You know, stay at home and watch TV. Do something, you know, go to the pool hall or something. When I was a young person, I wasn't following the Lord. As soon as I got old enough, I quit going to church. You know why I quit going to church? God, I didn't know the Lord, and I didn't love the Lord, and why am I going to go hang around these people? Because I thought it was the most boring thing in the world. But when I got a revelation of who the Lord is, guess what? I wanted to be in church. You know, and I fell in love with the church. I fell in love with the church. And I have loved the church ever since then. And still love the church. I probably love it more now than I ever have in my life. You know, and what I've heard said this, you know, you can never love the Bible too much. You can never love the church. You can never love other Christians too much. But you can love the Lord too little. You know? We can put those things above the Lord. But that's not what I'm saying when I say I really love the church. I love the church because God loves the church. And I have a passion for the church that God's put in my heart. A real passion for the church. And when I say a church, I'm talking about people I'm not talking about buildings and facilities and stuff like that. I have a passion. But the reason I have a passion is because of something God put in me. You know, I believe I love the Lord more than I do the church because He don't give me near the hard time that the church does. You know. He do not whip up on me as much as the church does. The church beats me up a lot, honestly. But I do love the church. God loves the church. He died for you and I, and we're the church. And he wants to see the church, this church, church down the road, church over across the street, prosper. And be blessed. But this is the truth. This is really the truth. Churches are not going to make it without you. not going to make it. We can't do it. I have great fears. This is one of my great fears. There's people in this church that are like core people in the church. They They have worked their fingers to the bone for this church. I'm worried about them be honest, I'm worried about more than we're overworking people. Working them to death. You know why I'm working at them? Because they love the church and they'll come in and pour their life out for this church. And I appreciate that and I want that. I am thinking, where's everybody else at, Lord? Why, why, don't, why are there more people who really want to be like core members of this church? I'm asking you a question this morning. Who really want... And I'm not saying i doing it for the sake of the church. I'm saying do it for the sake of God's kingdom because we want to do something that's going to be eternal in value. Because if we're just going to do it for us, don't do it. Because I don't want to do it because I don't want to do this for me. I don't want to do this for just for you. I really don't. It's discouraging to me when I get into that mode. And I fall into that mode. I'm not in that mode right now. God threw me out of it. Because honestly, I thought, Lord, I'm getting out of this deal. I'm bored with this. He's saying your boy just doing church. That's what your problem is. It's just church to you. If you start seeing it in terms of the kingdom, you start seeing it in terms of that little boy who grew up and being a man and his life was affected, then you've got a bigger vision. You've got something that can keep you going for the rest of your life. You can. And that really puts fire in me. Puts fire in me. We need to build this church up. But we can't do it. So here's my challenge to you. Why, aren't, why? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you a worker in this church? Why aren't you a worker? I want you to be a worker. I need some workers. I need some people who say, I'm going to do whatever. And do it. Because here's the difference. I have a lot of people say they want to do stuff until you try to get them to do it. Then they don't do it. No, I not do that. I can't do that. The Lord ain't called me to do that. I don't feel led to do that. 98 every reasons why not. But they'll come up for an altar call and say they'll do it in an emotional moment. But when it comes time, day in and day out, hey, listen, I'm just going to leave and there is a detail here that needs to be taken care of. And I know you ain't, don't know anything about electricity or phones, but somebody needs to get these phone wires. Would you do it? I'll do it. I'll figure it out. That's somebody, you know. That's important. Those kind of things are important for this church. Now, are you all connected with what I'm saying? A couple of you are. And the reason I'm saying, I'm not saying it just to try to get on you. I'm saying it is there is a kingdom of God, there is a world out there that needs to be won for Christ, that needs to be changed for Christ. It's out there. But we are the ones that are supposed to do it. The church is going to affect the world. But the church can't affect the world if it's just muddling along. The church can affect the world if it's empowered by God. You hear what I'm saying to you? If it's empowered. So my question is, I need some people who are willing to say, okay... I will be willing to join the core group. And this is what it means. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, Byron. And you're probably going to offend me because I'm not going to do it. I'm probably going to offend you because I'm not going to do it the way you want to do it. And you know what I'm saying? And all this kind of messed up stuff will happen. And But that's okay. That's just life. How many people will get mad at their boss and they don't do it the way they want them to do it? That's just the way things work. But we really need help. We need help. That's my... That's, That's my cry to you. Help! Help! Help. Please help. Please help. There's lots of little boys like that over in Africa. Some of them live right over here behind us. Some of them live next door to you. They need the Lord to touch them. You know, they need them. They need the Lord. So that's really a challenge to you. And also I have an opportunity for you. Here's an opportunity. This is a terrible thing to do to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. And it's almost 1 o'clock and you're wanting to go home. But I got this wonderful opportunity. Here's the opportunity. For this church uh, to do what it needs to do in the future, we we had to uh, hire these guys that were environmental experts to study that stream out there and make some recommendations because we had to build this... Thing called a retention pond, because around here you can't just do what you want to do if you land that you own. Somebody else tells you how you can do it. You know, what I'm saying that's the rule. They got rules, so we had to do it now because the rules get worse. You know, every week it seems like. I mean, you can do 70. You can develop 70% of this land. Man, a year from now you might only be able to develop 50%. Of the new rules a year from now. In time, we get ready to do something else. It may be only 30%. I mean, you just. So you gotta go ahead now and figure out what you're gonna do and get under the you know, get in the rules now. So that's what we try to do. But you had to hire all these high powered, you know, knowledgeable engineers and people, chemists to do all this stuff. Yeah, about the day on minnows and lizards down there. That was a big deal to them. Because of the water and all that. So, gosh, I left here and I got this three thousand dollar bill from the engineer. Man, where'd that come from? Three thousand bucks for them to draw one drawing. I used to have to tell people, "Just I'm sorry to say this, but we need five thousand dollars from you." And the Only thing we did is we had one piece of paper to show for that. They would get infuriated. Now I don't know why. I got that. I thought, man, I got one drawing and it cost three thousand bucks. And you're saying that ain't even all. And then I got this other bill. Found out about that today from those people who studied the lizards. It was nineteen hundred bucks. For the lizard. Yeah. Count how many lizards in there. That's five thousand bucks. Here's what I'll do. I'll make a deal with you this morning. I need you guys to give us five thousand dollars. Okay, I'll make a deal with you. Take up an offering. You give Calvary Community Church five thousand dollars to pay that bill. You give Calvary Community ten thousand dollars and I will take the five thousand that's over. And give it to Jim to help build a church in Zimbabwe. Okay, is that a good deal? If you give us fifteen thousand, give ten thousand dollars to Jim. If you give us twenty thousand dollars, I'll give Jim twenty thousand dollars. What did I say? If you give us twenty thousand, I'll give him fifteen thousand dollars to build churches in Zimbabwe. Now that's the deal I'm making with you. We need to do that, pay for that. We need to build that retention pond. We don't need to do it for ourselves. We need to do it because of what God does in the future. We need to do it. We may not be here. Enjoy that. I, I may not be here when they do that. The Lord may move me somewhere else. One time I said, I think I'm going to stay in this house the rest of my life, Lord. Retire here. A year and a half later, I was gone. I moved out of town. I don't know my future. You don't know your future. God can move you. Your inheritance may not be here. But I promise you this. In the Bible, the Lord made people help their brothers come into their inheritance. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh Remember remembering the book of Joshua. You guys got your inheritance here. The Lord said, no, you're going to help your brothers come into your inheritance before you're able to possess yours. That's a, a spiritual principle. We have to help others come into their thing for us to come into ours. You want to come into what God has for you? You may be a visitor this morning, and I would like, if you were a visitor, to give to this. It may not benefit you, but... Is benefit the kingdom of God, and that's what it's all about. And I and I can boldly ask for this because I believe it's for God's kingdom. So somebody here got you got to have some money on you this morning. You Hear what I'm saying to you? I'm asking you. I'm I don't need to ask the person who counts how much money we get. Fourteen hundred dollars. You know I don't need. I'm serious now. I don't need fourteen hundred dollars. I need five thousand dollars. Okay, 5000 bucks to pay that bill. We don't have it. church doesn't have it. That was unexpected. I had the blue. Gosh, we talked to those guys a year and a half ago. I didn't know how much they was going to charge. They didn't even tell us. You know, they just sort of do what they want to do and give you the bill when they are finished. We need to pay for that thing. We need to build that thing. We really need to do it for God's kingdom's sake. And anything over... So if you've got $5,000 that you can give this morning, please give it. And everything everybody else gives will go towards building churches in Zimbabwe. If you've got $10,000 that you can give, I'm serious now. I've never done anything like this. But I'm asking you, you got $10,000 that you can give, that you're willing to give, I want you to give it. And we'll take half of it plus the $5,000 that's left over and anything else and give it. But I'm asking you to dig in your pocket. Dig into your savings account and give, you know, we'll wait until Tuesday to put your money in the bank, give you time to go to the bank, money to transfer the money over to... I'm serious. And the reason I'm saying this is I believe it's something God wants to do. God wants us to use this land to expand this church for His glory. He wants us to. I feel confident. I don't feel like a fool doing this. I don't feel embarrassed about asking you. And I'm confident that God wants to help those people in Africa have church buildings. So I'm really asking you to give. So, you hear me? I don't need no I don't need a thousand dollars, I need five thousand. So, now I didn't say all this just to get you you know to mess with you. I said it because it's real. I bet y'all weren't expecting some kind of report from Zimbabwe trip like that, were you? <clears throat> Is anybody blessed in here, or do y'all feel? I mean, I want you to be blessed. I feel a blessing in my heart. I don't feel hard. Okay? Dig deep. Please dig deep. We need the money. They need the money. You got the money. You're the source that God's put in here. This is it. If the most rich person in the congregation didn't show up for church this morning, well, that's too tough. God didn't want him here. We'll call him tomorrow and ask him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so as we do that, Lord bless the offering. We ask you, Lord, for a lot of money. I ask you, Lord, to give us that five thousand plus anything else that you want to give over there to build buildings in Zimbabwe, build facilities. The Bible says this. I'm gonna slide this over while we're doing that. I hope it doesn't pour out on the floor because it'd leave a big stain and then everybody'd be real mad. had to get a carpet cleaner and I had to ask for an offering for a carpet cleaner. And y'all would tell me since I spilled it you need to pay for it yourself. And then I'd remind you how about all them other spills y'all got back there that y'all didn't pay for. The Zimbabwe was great. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus died this is what it says He took bread and broke it and said this is my body broken for you. And then he took a cup and he poured some something in it, juice or wine or whatever they used. And he said, this is my blood that was poured out for you. So Jesus' body was broken for you. Jesus' blood was poured out for you. That's what the Bible teaches us. And the Bible says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me, to remember the Lord and remember what God has done for you. So as you're giving your money and seeing that money I was going to use that money for, as it flees from your hand, remember what Jesus Christ did for you. Remember that He gave everything. He died for us that we might live. And we want to often have communion to remember God's blessing for our life. So what we're going to do to end the service, as soon as they finish, is you're going to come down the middle aisle And you're going to come up here and receive communion. And you'll walk out that way and you can walk on out the door and go home. Either way, you can go that way too. But just don't go back that way. So, amen. Lord, I hope people feel blessed this morning. If they don't, I don't take responsibility for them not being blessed. But if they are, I will take some credit for being a part of that. I'm just trying to get you guys to lighten up and put them long faces off. <laughs> yeah. It got way off of me, the religious thing. Get the worship team up here. Come on. And play as we do this. The Lord is so good, isn't he? He is so good. Man, I was messed up. Fixing to, fixing to really be messed up. and The Lord helped me. This poor man has been blessed by the Lord. So as you desire to come up here and have communion and remember Jesus, put your focus on Jesus, put your heart towards Jesus, let Jesus love on you, let Jesus bless you, and then you can be dismissed so y'all can displace up Amen.